The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone. My name is Lucy Arguijo, and with me is... Gabriel Lopez Cafati. <laughs> hey, Lucy. And... Hi. We have two Lucys on board today. <laughs> and this is Hola Trivia. Absolutely. So we should start by saying Hola, everyone. And um, I uh, don't know if we have any other instructions from Lucy Edmonds as far as Lucy, uh, uh, as far, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm all Lucy'd up. <laughs> <laughs> As far as uh, any other additional instructions, as far as uh, the call itself goes? Uh, no, just that if you're unmuted when you shouldn't be, I will mute you. So <laughs> I like that. We like that. <laughs> well, um, Lucy, shall we kind of just before we start talking a little bit about Hispanic Heritage Month and a little bit of why we're doing this and what our expectation is. Um, shall we talk a little bit about the rules of today's game? Sure. Um, so we have a um, number of questions that we're going to do for trivia just about uh, Latin America as a whole, um, just to get everybody um, interacting and uh, answering on the different um, things that have to do with um, Hispanic Heritage Month and just to uh, have everybody learn and have fun. Absolutely. So please keep in mind that the idea is not to win or lose. It's just to have fun and learn. Um, and uh, we hope that you're going to enjoy and, and learn a lot about Hispanics and Hispanic culture, gastronomy, music, notables etc so the way in which uh we are going to follow the logistics of the game is um in in the spirit of keeping it fun and informal we're not doing groups and we're not doing anything complicated so we're gonna take turns lucy and myself reading the questions and then we're gonna pause and whoever knows feels that they want to give it a shot um can raise their hands so we have two types of questions, multiple choice and true or false. So for the multiple choice questions, if we have more than one hand and the first hand, the first raised hand gets the answer correct, uh, well, that's going to be it. <laughs> if the first raised hand does not get the answer correct, we'll give the second raised hand a chance. Um, if that person doesn't get it correct then we you know lucy and myself will give you the answer because there's only three choices in every multiple choice so after that it, it's it's a given that you know the, the the one that hasn't been said it will be the correct answer in the true or false part obviously the answer can only be true or false so we will um only give the first hand a chance to answer if it's wrong then we'll give the correct answer and um if, if you do know the answers, especially in the true or false, um, just don't be just, you know, don't be shy. Uh, if you know the answer and you want to 
elaborate a little bit more on why you know the answer is true or false, please be sure to do so because Lucy and myself will do the same. We will, you know, once the answer is true or false, we're not just going to blandly say false, true. <laughs> you know, we're going to say, oh, yeah, the answer was false because da 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 da. <laughs> so, um, any questions so far or anything that I left out, Lucy? I believe you've covered it. Okay. Do you, um, so do you want to alternate? Do you want to start with the first question and then I go with Well, I, you're the lady, so I'm going to give you that choice. If you want me to start, I'll start. Or if you want to start, you just go ahead. All right. I'll start with number one then. Awesome. Okay. Let's get this show on the road. Okay. The first question I have is, which of the following was the largest native group in Central America? And the answers I have are the Aztecs, the Mayans, or the Incas. And anybody is welcome to raise their hand now to give an answer out of those three. Diane's. Am I unmuted? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say the Incas. Uh, anybody else want to give it a try? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was. Mary. <laughs> I was going to say the um, Mayans. That is correct. It's, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. That is yeah. correct, Mary. And uh, the, the uh, you know, the, the first... Um, I think it was Diane who said Incas. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, the Incas were the largest group in South America. So, so if you, you know, if you, if you, if you, anytime, if you need us to repeat the question, we'll be happy to do so because, uh, as the as Lucy said, the question was um, the largest native group in Central America. <laughs> so we hope you know, like. This, this is a perfect example because um, this is what we're going to be doing throughout the call, throughout the entire game. We're going to be uh, not just saying, you know, you're wrong. We're going to be elaborating a little bit on, on each question to the extent of our <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Incas uh, were the largest native group in South America. So that's why the correct answer was Mayans, because they are considered to be the largest native group in Central America. So I have the second question. Which of the following was considered a sacred food for natives of Mexico and Central and South America? Corn, potatoes, beans. Mary. Okay. Mary, are you there? Yes, I'm sorry. I had to find the mute button. Um, I was going <laughs> to I was going to say corn. <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> ding ding. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, very got it. So yeah, I'm going to I'm going to lower all hands after each oh, question. Thanks Lucy. Yes, that that will make Oh my god, that's that's a perfect idea. Lucy because that way we know 
that um, we know that if, if your hand is raised, probably it, it's for the previous question. Yep. So just to venture a little bit about this, this answer, um, as you all know, we love our corn. <laughs> Um, and I want to I want to take this moment to share something that in the whole planning of uh, some of the Hispanic Heritage Month events that we're going to be having here in community, Lucy Arguijo and myself discovered <laughs> that we are both not only from the same country, but from the same city. So isn't that awesome? <laughs> we were both born in Tegucigalpa in Honduras. Yes. And we only discovered that just a few days ago when we started um, uh, talking about the details of the calls that we were going to start to have, um, this one being the first one. So we, we were yep. chatting and getting to know each other a little bit. And yeah, that we were pleasantly surprised to discover that. Yes. And I don't know if you remember, Lucy, but um, in Honduras, we have a lot of, uh, well, the, the, like we said in the first question, the Mayans were the mm -hmm. largest native group of influence. Yes. So there's a lot of monuments and a lot of statues. I remember seeing them. I had, you know, side growing up um, and, and I remember seeing them um, where they depict uh, a lot of statues of, of the actual corn, like either the, the husk or the corn, the actual, you know, the actual vegetable depicted in many paintings and uh, and statues uh, coming from the Mayans and from other of the tribes in Honduras mm -hmm. uh, because they they you know they thought they saw it as a sacred um, um, food <laughs> right and I'm not gonna lie my my belly also sees also feels it's a sacred <laughs> <laughs> I definitely love my corn the elotes. The yes. corn on the cob, elotes, are very uh, much a staple of, of food in, in Honduras. Um, yes. So. so you all know, yeah. obviously, you know, tortillas uh, are one of the main um, main dishes that we make based on corn. It's a whole process. Uh, obviously, nowadays, um, you can find the, the corn meal to make the actual tortillas in the supermarkets but back in the day Lucy I don't know if if your you know grandma or your mom or someone told you that they used to they used to have to boil the the corn kernels and then dry them and then um they had to uh, put them through the through the molino mm -hmm. <laughs> yes to yes. to grind it and make it into into a into some sort of uh, cornmeal that was then mixed with water to do the tortillas. Mm -hmm. I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> so All so right. it, whenever you're ready, Lucy, we can go to question number three. All right. The question I have for number three is, is this true or false? Um, at 22,837 feet, Mount Aconcagua, is the highest peak in the Western Hemisphere? And anybody is welcome and, to raise their and, hands. Yep. Any hands, Lucy? Nope. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> folks. It's just true or false. How bad can it be? 
I'll All right. The question. Oh, okay. Do we have a hand? David. It's true. It's on the Argentina Chile border, if I'm not mistaken. And it is true. <clears throat> wow. Wow. <laughs> All right, David. <laughs> yes. You got it. It is uh, the highest peak in not only Latin America, but in the entire Western Hemisphere. And that is correct. It is located on the border of Chile and Argentina. And um, I know this is, this is not so easy to know because most of us, myself included, it wasn't until a few years ago that I always thought that it was Machu Picchu in Peru that mm -hmm. was the highest peak in, in not only uh, the Western Hemisphere, but Latin America, but no, um, Mont Mount Aconcagua or Cerro Aconcagua. And um, I, I don't know if, if, if you remember, Lucy, the, um, I, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe one of those peaks that was very, very high was when that um, accident happened in the 70s that there have been a number of movies made with that rugby team that was traveling from Argentina to yes. Chile. Yes, yes. Um, they were, I forget the name of the book, but yeah, there, there was a book written about that. And then I think there's there one that I read called Alive. Alive. I mean, that was the movie that I saw, Alive, yes. Okay, that's what I thought the name of the book was, but I, I didn't remember if there was another uh, part of the title. But yeah, it was, and I, and I think there were Chileans. I read that I book so. probably back in high school. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think for about two months they were they were stranded. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then rescued. So yeah, it was it was right around there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So wow, thank you, David. <laughs> thank you, David. Isn't this fun? Learning while we have fun. Absolutely. Okay, so here's a question that, um, okay, I'm just going to say it, no preambles. Okay, which state has the highest number of Hispanics living in the U.S.? The options are Florida, New York, and California. Mary. I was going to say California. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you got That's it. That's correct. Yeah, that is correct. I think the last figure I saw from the last census was somewhere, I think it was close to 16, 16 million Hispanics living in California. So, yep. Uh, <laughs> but I think we're all over. <laughs> We are. There's the other uh, states mentioned here definitely have a very large population of Hispanics. Yes, absolutely. Florida, New York. And you mm -hmm. would be surprised. There's a, there's obviously, I mean, not surprised with some of the states. For example, Texas is a, a high uh, Hispanic population. Mm -hmm. um, Virginia, the Washington, D.C. area is uh, very, very... Uh, um, highly populated with uh, people of Hispanic descent. Um, I know Maryland as well, uh, Louisiana. Um, I 
think um well oh my god arizona nevada, nevada yeah. new mexico all that area mm-hmm. yes, yes yes oh my god illinois chicago mm-hmm. uh, so so many places so so yeah it's 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 not as you know the question may seem easy but it's not as easy um as as it may seem but uh but yeah california <laughs> mm-hmm. all, right. all right so the next question i have is tequila is produced in several oh, okay this is a true or false tequila is produced in several parts of Mexico and Central America. True or false? Right. Again, Come on, those those margarita lovers, raise your hands. <laughs> Tequila <laughs> is produced in several parts of Mexico and Central America. All right, Sierra. <clears throat> okay, Sierra. Hola a todos. Hola. Hola. <laughs> ¿Cómo están? Bien. True. At least I know in Mexico. Because, uh, so, so it's probably, you know, for cierto. well it is produced in mexico um and it is produced only in the region of tequila in mexico which is is a surprising surprising thing for people to to find out because you would think it's produced in other areas but yeah yeah. Unfortunately, Sierra, yeah, it it, it 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 was not true. It is false because um, actually tequila is a denomination of origin, and like Lucy just said, um, you know, it it's only produced in the tequila region of Mexico, so it's not produced in any other part of Mexico or any other part of Latin America. So. Mm-hmm. So now you know, next time you are enjoying those shots or those margaritas, everyone, you know that it came from Tequila, Mexico. Tequila, Mexico. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you for um, your answer, Sierra. And yes, thanks for keep, giving it a shot. Keep participating. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Oh, it's my turn, right? Yes, <laughs> I was like, okay, what's <laughs> your <next>? turn? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which of the following was not one of the vessels in Christopher's Columbus first voyage to the, Ooh, I'm sorry. Okay. Which of the following was not one of the vessels Hold on. Okay, which of the following is not was not one of the vessels in Christopher Columbus's first voyage to the American continent? Ah. So the names are Pinta, Isabel, and Santa Maria. And remember, we're asking which one is was not one of the vessels 
part All of right. the expedition. Travis was first. Isabel. Oh. There you go, Travis. That's right. Absolutely, you're right. Because <laughs> I knew the name now, of all three. That's why I knew I could answer that with confidence. <laughs> well, that was that. I, I well, that was our next the, the next part of our question, Travis. I, you know, so we warned all of you that we're not going to let it go so easily. So you got it right, but do you know the name? Uh, Nina Pinta and the Santa Maria. There you go. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are the three and, vessels. And I think that's even the order that we that most of us learned them in. Yep. Nina Pinta the order and Santa Maria. Yeah, yeah, that's NPS. the correct order. <laughs> NPS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think the the, the they they taught it in that order because they went from smallest. I think the Nina which actually means girl in mm -hmm. Spanish, uh, is because it was the smallest vessel. And then the Pinta, no idea why that name, because Pinta actually is, what do you think, Lucy? It's like when, when you say something is like shaded or painted in, mm -hmm. in a certain color. Yes. And then Santa Maria, obviously, you know, it was, it was, it, it was a, a very, very, um, the, the monarchy of Spain was, uh, catholic so obviously they always threw in uh something elusive to the uh catholic uh religion in all of their names so of course there had to be the main ship or the main vessel was the santa maria mm -hmm. which means saint mary mm -hmm. and isabel was the queen at the time of the spanish conquest absolutely wasn't, Spain. wasn't ferdinand the king yes yes yeah ferdinand and isabel yep Yep, Fernando Isabel. <laughs> Great awesome, job, Travis. Awesome, Travis. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. you, you, you uh, we can tell you, you you went to social studies class. <laughs> and paid attention. <laughs> and paid attention. That's, that's, uh, that's There's what that I too. Yeah, and paid attention. Yeah, because you could go and <laughs> just not, not absorb, but you went and paid attention. All right. So the next question is, which is the highest commercially navigable lake in the world? And the choices are Lake Titicaca, Lake Maracaibo, and Lake Nicaragua. David. You there, David? David, you're Thank muted. You. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh -oh. It's it's Lake Titicaca. It's at over twelve thousand feet on the Bolivia uh, Bolivia Peru border. <clears throat> Wonderful job! Thank you. That Amazing is job. <laughs> I, I think Travis uh, was definitely paying attention in social studies, and David was definitely paying attention in geography, <laughs> <laughs> especially so South American geography, because it it as as funny as it may seem, many people think that Lake Titicaca is only in Peru, but um it that that was a very, very good um uh, trivia extra extra trivia point you got there, David, uh, that it is uh, in the border at the border of uh, Peru and Bolivia. And uh, I don't know, I've heard uh, people say it's gorgeous. It's huge. 
and um, there there's even islands in the in the lake where they've uh, made uh, a lot of like resorts and hotels. Um, I remember some people telling me that they went there and it is so high up in the mountains that uh, that they say that you cannot. Basically, they tell you to when you're, for example, at, at one of the hotels in one of the islands in Lake Titicaca, they tell you to not walk so quickly and not eat too much because that could could, you know, mm could be a little bit dangerous because you can get very tired and there is imagine out of all things that you would you would think you would find in a hotel room i've heard that the hotels in the islands of lake titicaca are all equipped with an oxygen tank <laughs> right yep that, huh. that makes okay. perfect sense all yes. right is it so my turn, Lucy? Next is, yeah, next is you. Oh, okay. Okay, so next one is a true or false question. So running from the Yucatan Peninsula and the Bay Islands in Honduras, Blue Bahia is the longest coral reef in the Western Hemisphere. I don't know why people seem to be so afraid of the true and false. I was just thinking <laughs> that. <laughs> right? All right, Beth. Awesome, Beth. I would say that it is true. It's either between that one and the Great Barrier Reef or um, something like that, but I, I would say that was true. That is true. Um, and actually, uh, it is the longest. And if you even want to add a little bit of more, you know, like spice to the answer. Um, so, so to beef it up, I'm going to share with you that it is not only the longest, but it is one of the natural uh, landmarks that can be seen from space. And um, oh, cool. I think it runs for a total uh of 600 it, it, it stretches for a total of 600 miles in between yucatan and the bay islands i paid attention in in social studies and in history especially when it came to like latin history i don't know american mm -hmm. american history interested in me but when um when we started studying like the history of mexico and new mexico and uh the Latin countries, man, that really, I used to take my books home after school and that really interested me. I don't know why. And I read books about it, you know, other books. And I thought it was really cool. Awesome, Beth. So you're wow. at the right place. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. So the next question is, which of the Caribbean and Latin American countries was the first to gain full independence. And the options are Mexico, Haiti, and Brazil. Mary. <clears throat> okay, I'm here. Um, I think it was Haiti. 
Yes, that is correct. That is totally correct, Mary. And whether you were paying, either you were paying attention in also in social studies class and history, or you were paying attention, I think it must have been in at Sunday edition. I think Anthony and I were talking about that. So either, either or mm -hmm. you paid attention. I think it was more Sunday edition plus what I, I think I knew anyway, but I don't <laughs> no, remember, you're, you're, you're I don't remember learning it in school. I do not remember learning that in school. So, yeah. Yeah. No, me neither. And it is a very interesting fact because um, if, if you look at the map or if you're um, familiar with the map of the Caribbean, actually Haiti and Dominican Republic share the same island. They're mm -hmm. both part of the same island. And yes. it is very interesting how, how different both countries are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just heard recently that the Haitian uprising and their fight for independence was a template for what happened down in uh, Louisiana. It was a very large slave revolt and slave people. But unfortunately, that ended um, badly for the enslaved people. But they were inspired by what happened in Haiti. Wow, that that is that is an awesome piece of information, and it absolutely makes sense because both Haiti and Louisiana were were well. Haiti was uh, colonized by France, and then Louisiana was actually what owned by France at mm -hmm. some point. So, never, never would have thought there was a connection there. Well, thanks for sharing, Mary. Okay, so I'm next, right, Lucy? Okay, here we go. She's muted, Lucy. Oh, okay, so I oh. think it, I'm, I'm next. So the next one is a true or false question. Okay, California is the U.S. state with the highest Hispanic population as a percentage of its total population. So again, California. All right, is, Beth. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So Beth, okay. If you got it, go ahead. I would, I would say, yeah. Although they're leaving it now and going to Texas, which I don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, California is so expensive to live. That's why I say I don't blame them. So that was that was kind of a tricky question. Uh, having having uh, asked the first question, which was um, the highest number of Hispanics living in a single state, which was California. Um, this this one was a kind of a tricky question. So it was <laughs> a curveball, I guess. So if this one was false. The state. Oh with the highest percentage of its total population being Hispanic is actually New Mexico. Really? Absolutely. Wow, I believe, oh. let me see. Yeah, no, you, I, I would have never thought that myself either. <laughs> I think, yes. let me see, the information is 49.2% of the entire New Mexico population is Hispanic. Wow, and we're only about two and a half million. That's why I said, really? Yeah, yeah, we're only about two and a half to three million people 
per capita yeah. total in New Mexico. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was a new one yeah. for me as well. I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't realized it was uh, New Mexico. So it's no wonder it's, our it's politicians you. forgot about us. <laughs> it's yours. It's your state. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Sorry about any um, interruption there just a second ago, but I had to mute. Um, oh, no, absolutely. No problem. All right. So I have um, So the next question is which. Let's see. Which was the last country in the Americas to abolish slavery? And out of those, I have Dominican Republic, Belize, or Brazil. David. Anybody? I'm I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's it's Brazil. Brazil, eighteen eighty nine. Wow! Wow! Amazing. Oh <laughs> yes, that is correct. David, are you a history teacher? Wait, um, <laughs> am I muted? Can you? You're good, yeah, David. You. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I just like history. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It it was uh, very very late. Uh, the, when Brazil came into the abolishment of slavery, even even after the U.S. and yeah. um, some Confederates went there to settle in 1864 or five when they realized they were losing. I think one Brazilian state incorporates the Confederate flag as part of its state flag, or they used really? to. Really? Uh, they maybe they used to. I don't know if they still do. Wow. Huh. Did not know that. Interesting. Thanks for sharing, David. And I think one of the neat things about this call that I'm I'm uh, noticing is too, we're all full of information and we're going through these questions and learning as we go and getting um, comments, you know, uh, uh, on things um, that we may not know um, from some of the participants. So this is wonderful. I'm really liking this. Yeah, yeah loving it as well. Yeah, we're all learning here. Mm-hmm. And I hope we're all having fun. I know I am. I am as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, this Absolutely. is great. All right. Okay. Your turn, Gabriel. My turn, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So the following was the capital of the Mayan Empire. Copan in Honduras. Tikal in Guatemala. Or Chichen Itza in Mexico. Meryl. Oh, Meryl. Hola, Can you Meryl. hear me? Yeah. Hola. Okay. Chichen Itza in, in Mexico. Is okay, that wrong? Meryl. No. Oh. <laughs> Our Spanish teacher. Oh. Uh, but the, this is uh, this is this is good because you you know you're giving someone else the opportunity to answer. But okay. Um, but but thank you. That was the, that You're was, that was a very very good guest, Meryl. You're Gracias. welcome. Thank you. Okay, Beth. Okay, what are the other two? Um, um, so Tikal and and what else? So we had Copan, Tikal, and Chichen Itza. So it's Copan in Honduras, 
Tikal in Guatemala and Chichen Itza in Mexico. Which one of the three is no, was would, the capital of the Mayan say, Empire? I would say Chikal. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Tikal in, in Guatemala was considered the in capital Guatemala. of the Mayan Empire. Yes. And, um, and I believe, Lucy, I don't know if you remember, but I believe the reason why Tikal was the capital was because it was in the center. It was in between Mexico and Honduras. And that's why it was, the, it was equidistant to, to the other big cities, which were Chichen Itza and Copan. Mm -hmm. Right. They have great... Go ahead, Beth. They have great pyramids built there in Chichen, Chichen Itza and in um, Tikal, both. They have nice pyramids mm -hmm. that they built there. And Copan mm -hmm. as well, Beth. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, they're, they're gorgeous uh -huh. cities. And Guatemala still yeah, has a, a, Guatemala still has a large population of um, Mayan. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. They Mayan still have a, a big Mayan population. Yeah. Yeah. They, and they speak Mayan. Mm -hmm, Same in do. Copan. The population is not as large, but in Copan and Honduras, there are, you know, a, a small, smaller groups that still speak the language and, and who are considered to be directly descendants from, mm -hmm. from the Mayans. Right. Lucy, I think this, this, we, we've had an, so far an awesome participation and, and this, the crowd has, is, is great. I think it's time for us to, to be nice and throw them uh, like a, like an, like an easy Spanish question. What do you think? <laughs> sure, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> do we want to go with this next one? Oh yeah, that's right. This is gonna, yeah, this is a fun one. Which okay. is the highest wine producing country in Latin America? And the choices are Chile, Mexico, and Argentina. Meryl. Uh, Chile. Chile. Meryl. No. Hola, Meryl. <laughs> oh. Another excellent guess. Because I, <laughs> I always Chile hear about the Chilean wines a lot. But yeah, mm -hmm. yeah they, okay. they do have beautiful wines. Mm. All right. Mary. Argentina. That's yes. right. Okay. Argentina. So yes. yeah, both both Chile and Argentina, and, and you know, um, geographically speaking, they're so close together. It's just that I, I guess it's because Argentina is so much bigger. They they produce more wine because they have more wine producing regions. Chile is 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 it's a very interesting shaped country. I've always found it uh, so interesting because it was it is like a long, long, long sliver just just on the um, western coast of, of South America. So it's, it's, a, it's like, a, like a strip. So, okay. yeah, Argentina. Okay. You're up okay. next. I'm the up. Next question. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Let's see this one. <laughs> Which is the smallest 
and most densely populated country in Latin America? So the options are El Salvador, Uruguay, and Suriname. So which is the smallest and most densely populated country in Latin America? El Salvador, Uruguay, and Suriname. And Mary. I'm going to take a guess and say Suriname. No. Okay. Okay. No. I, it is, it is a, yeah, it is a small country, though. Mm. So we'll take another hand, Lucy. Don't have any other hands. Oh, wait. I lied. Oh, okay. All right, Lynn. Lynn. Uruguay, Uruguay is what I want to say. <laughs> Another tiny country, but no. Hey, Lynn, it's good to hear your voice. So our neighboring country, uh, El Salvador, uh, meaning, you know, Lucy and myself, Lucy Aguijo and myself being from Honduras, El Salvador is just um, on the north, I mean, southwestern border of Honduras. And it is a tiny, tiny country. And it is highly densely, densely populated, I think. El Salvador, last time I read some of these fun facts, El Salvador could fit, I think it's 10 times in Honduras, yet it has, it's more, uh, it has, it, it, it has almost a, either the same number of, of people or a little bit more than actually Honduras. <laughs> so that's how small and how densely populated they are. And Honduras is not a very big country either. Honduras is not very big either, yeah. Lucy, do you remember the 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 the, the size of Honduras? <laughs> I don't know um, this number stuck in my mind, but I don't know if you remember it. I, I remember the uh, population size uh, size, but uh, as far as like geographically, I, I don't. Do you know? Yeah, I. It, this is one of the weird things of my brain that it stuck with me for the rest of my life it and and i don't know how to say it in in um square miles uh i only know the you know the the other is it the metric yeah, system um, metrics yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh 112,088 square kilometers <laughs> oh yeah yeah and um last i remember the population was uh a little over eight million. Yeah, yeah, more. Mm -hmm. And imagine El Salvador is amazingly is is so amazing how much their population is. I don't know, but I think it oscillates around the same number between eight and ten million, just as Honduras. Plus, they have I think it is two million um, Salvadorians living here in the U.S. So mm -hmm. that's not factoring in the. Uh, Salvadorian immigration to the U.S. That's right. All right. All right. So the next question is, which of the following was not part of the five Central American countries who gained independence from Spain in 1821? The choices are Honduras, Costa Rica, and Panama. Mary. Oh, 
uh, Panama? That is correct. Yep. And I'm having fun learning, so thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. Absolutely, thank you. Lucy, yes. do you remember the five countries? Um, Honduras, Nicaragua, El Salvador, Costa Rica, and, um, and Guatemala. There you go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Those were the five countries who were um, originally uh, considered the five Central American countries. And uh, many people uh, don't know that Panama was actually part of Colombia. And, yes, um, it was. And they went into a civil war. Hmm. And then became independent from Colombia. And um, we're not going to talk about that part of history because <laughs> I there's a lot of people who say that the U.S. had a little to do with that civil war. <laughs> so they could mm -hmm. gain control over the Panama Canal. Right. But, uh, but you know, I think Panamanians are now grateful because because uh, they they're one of the most prosperous countries. Mm -hmm. All right, so my turn, right? Yes. Next question is yours. So, what was the name of the first Spaniard settlement in the New World? So the options are Trujillo, Cortes, and Hispaniola. So again, name Beth, of the first oops. Spaniard. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Beth? I would say it would be Hispaniola. Yes. No? That is correct. Yes. You know, that is correct. We have a little town in mm -hmm. New Mexico. It's right to the north of Santa Fe, Santa Fe and it's called mm -hmm. Española. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. That's, that's, um, that's, uh, you know, that's, um, basically Española is, is a word that means Spanish, basically, or, or mm -hmm. of Spanish mm -hmm. descent. Yeah. So the, obviously, you know, they would name that the first settlement uh, they founded in, in what they called the New World. <laughs> and here in Miami, I think we have a, we have a, there's a, there's a very, very, uh, I want to say very like upper class uh, neighborhood uh, called Coral Gables. It's famous because that's where the famous Biltmore Hotel is. Uh, which the Biltmore Hotel is the hotel where the president of the United States uh, usually stays or visits whenever he's or she hopefully one day is in Miami. So um, there is a street called Hispaniola Drive. So, yeah, it, it's a very popular name. Mm -hmm. All right. Ooh, I'm glad this one's mine. Okay. The baleada is a typical dish of what Latin American country? The choices are Mexico, Honduras, and Venezuela. Mm 
Merle. Okay. Honduras. Okay. Sorry, I think I kind of gave that answer away. <laughs> I, I think I think you did too. <laughs> okay, but 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 since since so let's let's not make it so easy. <laughs> then <laughs> so tell us you got the right answer, but tell us what what is a typical or classic baleada? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else who's not Lucy or myself want to guess what is a baleada? David? Um, wait, I, I cheated though. It sounds delicious. It's a, is it open an open faced tortilla, a soft tortilla topped with beans and um, it can be onion and sour cream and cheese or is, or do you fold it? It sounds good. Well, yeah, you typically you fold it. Well, fold it, yeah. 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 But it's, and it is beans. a flour tortilla. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Mashed refried beans. It sounds good. It is. It is really good. And, and I think since I'm sorry, go ahead, Dave. I was just saying I had read there's something called pasteles in Honduras that isn't a pastry. I think it's something, maybe maybe it's it's wrapped in a tortilla as well. But I can't remember exactly what it was. If I had a friend from Honduras years ago, oh, okay, and she called it pasteles. Yes. So I I don't know, Lucy, if you remember, <laughs> but uh, what we call pasteles or pastelitos, which is like the diminutive in Honduras are basically like what uh, people here in the U.S. know, know as um, em no, empanadas. Oh, empanadas. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In Honduras, yep. we call them pastelitos. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they are yummy. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the baleada, Honduras is famous for baleadas. Um, and and uh, like I've told people, Lucy, I don't know if you agree with me, I have a hard time here in, in finding a a real, like the authentic um, yes. tortilla. Yeah. Because the ones that you find in the grocery shops are kind of, uh, you know, the, once you heat them up, they're very flaky. Mm -hmm. And the ones in Honduras are very, uh, almost chewy kind of mm -hmm. texture. Yeah. yeah. And nowadays yeah. you have all sorts of baleadas. Mm -hmm. I don't ever go to Honduras without having my baleadas. <laughs> no, same here. Yeah, yeah. Now, now they've gotten so creative with baleadas. They, they, you know, besides the, you know, the the, the traditional or base dish, which uh, was originally the flour tortilla with refried beans and and sour cream. Now mm -hmm. they are adding beef and avocado mm -hmm. and avocado, eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've had it with eggs, eggs and cheese and. Refrain yeah, beans. I've had different variations of it. And of it. course, the, the sour cream. Yeah. <laughs> the sour cream. Yep. Mm. All right. Well, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> 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 well, I think next question is mine. And is. I, I want to see how many fans know this. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true or false question. Someone by the name... Roberto Clemente was considered 
to be the first Hispanic to be inducted in the Baseball Hall of Fame? Mary. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to say true. Okay. Was that a false. guess? No, it is true. It is true. Okay. Okay. I, I first I was thought it was going to be a trick question. Well, not a trick question, but that they might have been somebody even before Roberto, but okay. Oh, but you heard of Roberto, Roberto Clemente. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Of so you, you know where he was from and all that. He's, he's from, he's from, um, I, I think he was from Puerto Rico, I think. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. And he died um, in Panama in a um in a plane crash when he was trying to deliver yeah. supplies yes yes yeah and i believe he was inducted in the he it was a post posthumous i think yes, he was, was inducted in the hall of fame after he mm -hmm. he died in the mm -hmm. in the plane accident yes because i think he 70s. was i think he was still an active player i think maybe when he was killed i, I could be wrong about that but yeah awesome Yep, that's, you know, baseball. <laughs> mm -hmm. okay. All righty, Lucy. <clears throat> Which of the following Central American countries does not have access to the Atlantic Ocean? Is it Honduras, Costa Rica, or El Salvador? Any hands? I'll repeat the question. Oh, uh, Beth has her hand up. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Beth. I think I would say El Salvador. Correct. It is El Salvador. Um, that, that was a new one for me. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Are you there, Gabriel? I'm sorry, I was muted. I was I was feeding a very, very hungry puppy who was poking me <laughs> with her nose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and I and I think I kind of obviously it was it was a little bit it wasn't such a giveaway, but I kinda alluded to it when we were talking about another question earlier and I said that um El Salvador was located in the south western border of Honduras. So kind of you know if, if you if you're really good at geography you kind of you can put the pieces together mm -hmm. because um because yeah it's and given that it's a, the smallest country it's like a little appendix over there in between honduras and guatemala and well, well, I, was, I was thinking oh i'm sorry i was thinking that because honduras has those bay islands mm -hmm. and uh and then the, i think they go you can go to the Atlantic through that bay, and then um, Costa Rica. That's they sailed around that. And they sailed and they found that when they were sailing from going to Spain and you know exploring from Spain. I mean, and they they found that when they named that Costa Rica. So that's that it's on the coast of one of. So it has to be El Salvador. <laughs> yep. Good, good, um, 
definitely good logic to follow. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. But you know, um, if if you remember or if you have um, knowledge of the map of the entire continent, um, Central America is that thin strip of land that that kind of kind of forms a bridge in between North and South America. So all those countries, um, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Panama, and even down to Colombia. Uh, well, starting with Mexico, if we go up north, Mexico, Guatemala, down to Colombia are countries that have access to both oceans, <coughs> the Pacific and the Atlantic. So, yeah, we, we, we are considered to be very, very privileged countries in terms of uh, natural beauties and natural situation and uh, unfortunately we are not known for those things typically our countries are known more for the negative but but those are very very beautiful beaches and the thing you know obviously the u.s and canada and even mexico both you know all three countries have access to both oceans but um it's it's amazing because in honduras and any of the central american countries you can go from one, from one coast to the other in a couple of hours worth driving or three, four hours max driving uh, versus, you know, the U.S. flying from the east to the west coast, it could take you five or six hours. Um, so so that's, that's a very um, fun thing to do. Many people do that. Many people visit both coasts uh, in, in one trip when they go to, when they visit one of the Central American countries. All right. So... Okay, uh, of course, this question had to be mine because I <laughs> it, it <laughs> fell on my lap, uh, political me. <laughs> so, okay. Elected in 1822, Joseph M. Hernandez is considered to be the first Hispanic to serve in the House of Representatives. Elected in 1822. True or false? Hmm. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Travis. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think Lucy Edmonds agrees with us that we're finding this phenomenon. People are more afraid of the true or false, which is, you know, if 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 this were a cash price, you had fifty, you would have fifty fifty chance of getting it. Yeah, <laughs> Travis. As I have no clue and I haven't guessed in a while, I'm going to guess false. You know, Travis. I don't blame you because I would have guessed false myself. I would have never thought that a, a Hispanic became uh, elected to the House of mm -hmm. Representatives so early on in the history of the U.S. It but certainly would not have is, is it true? Oh, my gosh. It, it is, is true, yes. He was a representative for the state of Florida in 1822. He was elected to the House of Representatives. Wow. Cool. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Joseph M. Hernandez. Yep. Joseph M. Hernandez. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Remember that name. <laughs> yes. 
All right. What so, state did he represent? Florida. Oh, Florida. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, and it is the top of the hour, just so you know. Oh, thanks, Lucy. Mm-hmm. So we have, yeah, we're good. We're doing great on time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I think so, yeah. Yep. All right, so which of the following Hispanic artists has the highest number of, in copies of a single album sold? Would it be Julio Iglesias or Shakira or Ricky Martin? Mary. Well, I love Shakira, but I'm going to say Julio Iglesias. That's what I would have thought. (laughs) I would have thought that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. Beth. Well, I I like Shakira too, but it was not Julio Iglesias, and I I would say Ricky Martin. That is correct. Mm. It was Ricky Martin. Yeah, because uh, I've seen him ever since he was with Manolo. Yes, he's really small. <laughs> wow, Beth, yeah, yeah. yeah Manolo was the um, was the original mm-hmm. group where he came out from in uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah, he yeah. was like eight or nine, no. Around there, he was very young. Yeah, he was. He was a kid. I think he was not even. Yeah, he was not even a teenager when he started at Menudo, which um, which is it's 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 another I think fun fact that we could share, Lucy. You want to tell them what Menudo means? Like small change, you know? Yes, and uh, um, yeah, it's like coins, uh, change. Yeah, anything small. Yeah. So that's why they called the group Menudo because they were all small kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely Ricky Martin came from the group Menudo and grew to be such a wonderful star and uh, an icon, not only in the Hispanic community, but in the LGBTQ community. He now lives with his uh, husband and they have adopted, I think it's mm-hmm. three beautiful kids. And um, Ricky Martin has even. Uh, appeared on some of the uh, American soap opera shows. Uh, I think it was, was it General Hospital or Days of Our Lives, one of them. Ooh, that I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, I think it was General Hospital. Anthony would know, I would ask him, but he's, he's not home, he's traveling for work. So, but yeah, I think it was General Hospital. Ricky Martin was featured in, in that uh, soap opera for a number of years, a couple of years actually. That's great. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now uh, thank you, thank you so much for for you know uh, following Hispanic artists. They they you know we have a lot of talent in Latin America, and and we are very very as we have mentioned in many of the calls, and we will continue to say that uh, Lucy and I, you know, we we are just a a portion of the Latin American population living in this country, but we are all so grateful for the opportunities that we have received in this country. So thanks to the U.S. for for embracing us and our culture. Yes. And our food. Here comes another food question. 
<laughs> so this is a true or false question. So pay attention because I'm going to try to pronounce as slowly as possible. Okay. True or false. Casamiento. Gallo Pinto. And Congri. Are all different dishes in Hispanic gastronomy. True or false? So I'm going to repeat them. Casamiento, gallo pinto, and congri are all different dishes in Hispanic gastronomy. True or false? Merle. <clears throat> I have no idea, but I'd say false. <laughs> you, you, I think... Well, it's the, the master of smart guesses. <laughs> it is false. You want to tell them basically what, what all of those dishes allude to, Lucy? All of those dishes are rice and beans, pretty much. Yep. So just, just to give a little bit of extra info, uh, Casamiento is in our own beloved Honduras. That's what we call Casamiento. It's called... Um, Right, we call that uh, rice and beans. And casamiento is one of the words in which we say marriage. Mm -hmm. Hence, you know, marriage of rice and beans. <laughs> uh, don't ask me about the other two because I don't know where they came up with those names. Nicaragua, uh, rice and beans is called gallo pinto, which is basically like like we said a moment ago, pinta, which means like uh, shaded. And gallo is... Um, is um, Oh my God, the name, oh my God. Rooster. <laughs> the male, the rooster. Uh -huh. I was going to say the male version of the, of the hen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rooster. Um, it's it's gallo, gallo is rooster, so it's like shaded rooster, I guess. Oh, I guess why then? Because of the, 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 the combination of, of mm -hmm. the colors. Yes. And congri, Cubans call it congri, uh, which I think is more of a, of an African, because uh, um, Cubans still have a lot of uh, African, uh, et etymologically speaking, a lot of words that come from African uh, languages. And, and I think that's, you know, a very Caribbean sounding name for <coughs> rice and beans, congri. Yeah, awesome. All right. So next question is, which of the following is not considered an influential Hispanic American in the history of Hollywood's film industry? And the answers are Ana de Armas, uh, Celia Cruz, or Benicio del Toro. So which of those is not considered an influential Hispanic American in the history of Hollywood's film industry? Any guesses? I cannot no. believe this. No did hands. We, <laughs> no hands. Did we tie oh. them? Hold <laughs> okay. on. Best. 
<laughs> Maybe Benicio. Um, I've never heard his name before. Benicio, what? Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro. Uh, no, I've never heard well. his name. Oh, okay. But then, oh. Okay, so we're going to take the next hand if we have another hand. Lucy Edmonds, do we have another hand? No. <laughs> Come on, folks. Beth already <laughs> made it easy. All Beth. right. Was valiant and make it made it David. easier for everyone. Okay, David. What's your guess, David? David, you're unmuted. I'm sorry. I'm oh, going. You. I'm going with Celia Cruz only because I thought she was a very popular Cuban singer from the 40s and 50s. I don't remember her being in Hollywood, but I could be wrong. But somebody had to step up. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. And thanks for doing. So. And 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 you did it. And <laughs> was he wrong or right, Lucy? He was absolutely right. She is a she's a Cuban singer, but she was not yes. um, part of the Hollywood film industry. Yeah, um, actually, Benicio del Toro um, has been very, very famous lately. I think he won um, the Oscar for the um, for the uh, best uh, director a couple of years ago. And then Ana de Armas. I'm not sure. I don't remember what movies or what, but I think she's also an Oscar-winning. Um, film director in Hollywood. So yeah, Celia Cruz was the right answer. She is, her music is very famous and very popular, mm -hmm. but not a Hollywood film mm -hmm. celebrity. She sang pretty much up until she died. Yes. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. The energy that woman had. She did. She, it, oh it, was, it was, it was, it was just, such, such spectacular <laughs> yes she's known for her, her that was her that, that was, was her, her trademark her, word in her, her trademark yeah. what an energy that woman had god bless like lucy said she died almost until she, she sang and performed almost until she died and she had quite an energy she did yeah okay so Here's another <laughs> kind of geeky question that I love. <laughs> True or false question. So, so at an elevation of 7,349 feet, Mexico City is considered to be the capital city with the highest elevation in the entire world. Mary. I I will say true. Oh, oh. Mm, <laughs> I know okay. many people mm. think it is mm. because, it, you know, Mexico is famous. Once you get there, they always tell you take it easy, a couple of days to relax. There is lack of oxygen because of the altitude. But no, um, mm. I'm going to repeat the number. Uh, 7,349 feet um, is Mexico City. 
And the capital of Bolivia, La Paz, is 11,942 feet elevation. Mm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. There's actually a, a, a tea that they make, um, and you have to take it. It doesn't taste very, it's not very pleasant tasting. Uh, I think they call it mate. Yes. And you have to drink it. And uh, there's also uh, mate and te, what they call te de coca, uh, which is not cocaine. <laughs> it is a plant <laughs> called coca. <laughs> uh, and it is a leaf. And, and you have to drink either one of them. They, they give it to you at the airport, I've heard, uh, because otherwise you would not be able to withstand the, the you know, such such a high altitude. I wonder what's in it that, that helps with that. It's all herbal. I think it's all herbs. It's, 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 it's herbs from, from that region. It's like leaves. They make like loose leaf tea from herbs in that region that the Inca, Inca tribes used to, um, to drink to control their, their health because the, the altitude is mm -hmm. giving, giving them headaches and lack of oxygen and, um, you know, I don't yeah, want to scare anyone from visiting La Paz, but it is it is it is very uh, challenging to be there the first couple of days. Yeah, I did. I have heard of especially the te de coca being used to to help with the the altitude. Yeah, mm -hmm. imagine almost twelve thousand feet. You know, that's right. That's the altitude at which I don't know helicopters fly. I think. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. Okay, Lucy. We're down to the last few questions. And the next one is, what percentage of the U.S. population is Hispanic or Latino? Would you say it is 15%, 18%, or 24%? All right. Uh. Travis. Travis. Go ahead and, and, and let us know if you want us to repeat the numbers. We'll, we'll be happy to do no, that. No, the mute button was just not reacting when I did it a couple of times. I'm, um, I'm not positive. I'm going to guess 18%. You are correct. 18% is the total population mm -hmm. of Hispanics in the U.S. Yeah, that right. makes... Yeah, no, it's it, it's 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 you 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 hit it, Travis. It's actually eighteen percent, which makes us the largest minority, uh, percentage-wise here in the U.S. And it's eighteen point nine percent. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, the exact figure. So she could have said nearly nineteen percent. Uh -huh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nearly nineteen. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're growing. <laughs> we are. Okay, so I'm the next question, right? Okay, <laughs> why do I, Lucy? Let's let's share with them that we this would we did this completely, completely random, we and did. I and, and and it's like things come back to home because I am getting all the geeky questions because uh, you know 
I'm, I'm, those of you who know me know that I'm a geek. I'm, I'm a total nerd. I've been all my life and, and I'll get all these geeky questions, but I love them. Which of the following is not one of Latin America's largest commodities? Um, I know commodities is kind of, you know, if anyone needs us to explain further, we would be happy. So which one is not one of Latin America's largest commodities? Coffee, cocoa, wheat. Mary. Oh, okay. I will say wheat. Yep, that is correct. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even though wheat is produced in certain parts of Latin America, definitely coffee and cocoa are a huge, huge commodity. And, and um, Lucy and I can say, proudly say that uh, Honduras is, you know, is, is such a big coffee producer and we, so many of our uh, families uh, live from the coffee uh, business. Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 it's an, it's a great uh, source of, of income and it's one of the highest exports in many of Latin American countries. It is. All right. True or false? 40% of the world's Catholic population is found in Latin America. Hmm. Beth. I would say true. That is true. The because, total. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say because Spain colonized a lot of those countries, and um, and uh, Catholicism came from like Spain and Ireland and places like that. Mm hmm. Yeah. And the total number is four hundred and twenty-five million Catholics. In Latin America. Yay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. It is. Good, good, good. I think we're all learning, Lucy, because I'm also getting a lot of info that I did mm -hmm. not know. I knew that we had, you know, Catholicism is, I, I always <laughs> knew that Catholicism was, was uh, very predominant in Latin America, but I, I've been seeing a lot of, um, the Protestant churches gaining a lot of uh, territory in Latin America. So I wasn't sure if, if that was still the case, if we were still um, such a, such a high percentage in the uh, number of Catholics in the world. I mean, mm -hmm. we are almost half of the Catholics live in Latin America. That's amazing. <laughs> right. Well, I like the, I like the Catholic, I like Catholicism. I find some of the other, um, Protestant church is very dry, almost. We shouldn't tell you that. Had, like funeral home music. Let's <laughs> not get into that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and we're. Yeah. But I like. Um, yeah, I like we, and we don't have a lot of time good. left too. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's not. We, we shouldn't talk about religions like that. Um, we have ten minutes. Yeah, do have ten minutes. Thanks for the Oops. time. Okay. No. It's my turn, right, Lucy? It is. 
okay, finally, I get something fun. And I am such a gender equality proponent. Which of the following famous Hispanic American woman is not Puerto Rican? Sonia Sotomayor, Gloria Estefan, or Jennifer Lopez? Mary is first. Uh, Gloria Estefan. Yes, Mary. <laughs> so we're not going to let you go so easily. Do you know where Gloria Estefan is originally from? From Cuba. Oh, my God. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. Gloria Estefan, Miami Sound Machine. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, we're down to the last few questions, Lucy. Time, time does fly when you're having fun. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Can't believe it's, it's been an hour and a half already. I've been yeah. really enjoying this. Mm -hmm. Same. Okay, here. so the last two. Um, the last one for me is. Uh, which of the following is not considered to be part of the world's gastronomic heritage? Brazilian gastronomy, um, Peruvian gastronomy, or Mexican gastronomy? And I can repeat the question if anybody, if there's no raised hands yet. Okay. Which of the following Mer is... Oops. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, sorry. Meryl. Uh, I'm going to guess um, Brazilian. No. No. Oh, I'm trying so hard. Oh, well. <laughs> you're here and you're participating and you're learning. And I'm having learning. Fun. This is That's... great. Thank you, Lucy and Lucy and Gabe. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Any other guesses? Mary. I'm going to say Peruvian. Can you? So actually, is it? Peruvian? I'm really sorry, Meryl. Okay. I think Meryl was right. Yes. Meryl was oh. right. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry about oh, that. Oh, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> you are correct. Thank it you. Was, it's Brazilian gastronomy. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, wow. Awesome, Meryl. And I'm gonna take uh, advantage of the opportunity to uh, to tell everyone to join Meryl. Um, on her um, weekly Monday calls, Spanish mm -hmm. 101. Uh, is it at 5 Eastern? No, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. 7.30 p.m. Eastern, right? Okay. Yes, for an hour. Yes. And, uh -huh. and it is sponsored by the Hispanic Affairs Subcommittee of the Multicultural Affairs Committee. Absolutely. And I was and the happy. one that got that done. <laughs> uh, we're very proud and very happy to, to sponsor. Thank you. Spanish 101 with Meryl. I love it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Brazilian gastronomy um, is not considered part of the heritage, uh, gastronomical heritage of the world. Mm -hmm. Peruvian recently got uh, inducted into that. Uh, and there's only, I believe, there's only four gastronomies that are considered gastronomical heritage of the world. And that is Peruvian, Mexican, French, and Italian. Hmm, that, yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone has tried um, Mexican food, but oh, if yeah. you get a chance to try Peruvian, I, I have, highly, yeah. highly recommend it. Oh, it's mm -hmm. so yummy. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, I get to close the questions with another geeky one and political. <laughs> True or false? There are 52 Hispanic or Latino members in the 117th Congress of the United States. Again, I think the true or false are the ones that people (laughs) (laughs) do not like. Beth. I think I would say true because there's 435 total, so uh, 52 or what's it, that percent would be bad. But I think I would say true. Yeah, it, it is true um, that that was something else that I also learned, that we learned uh, throughout putting together this program. Um, there are 52 members of the Congress who are Hispanic or Latino Mm -hmm. um, in the 117th Congress of the U.S. So that is that um, despite of, I I, want to say, you know, uh, despite the, the, uh, everything that is said and everything that is amplified, I think our country does embrace diversity and we are on the right path. Mm-hmm. And that is thanks to all of us uh, who vote and all of us who actually um, love this country. <laughs> so I think we are very proud to know that we have 52 Hispanic or Latino uh, representing us in Congress. So, so that is... Lucy, I believe the last question we have, right? That is the last question. And I think it was perfect timing because it is 6.26 Eastern time. So um, I think we we should do a couple of things before we, we close a call. And um, if anyone wants to, to share some other thoughts, please, uh, you're more than welcome. Um, and... Uh, we want to start by inviting all of you. Um, we are so, so blessed and so lucky to have uh, the support of Cindy Hollis in this next venture that yes. is going to be very interesting and very, very, very fun. If you thought this was fun, wait till next Sunday. Because next <laughs> Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, you'll see it. We're going to be promoting it and you'll see it on the community call this, we are going to be having Spanish karaoke. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> yes. I'm very so excited. We, we are so excited. And Lucy, Lucy, Arguijo has been more of a karaoke um, participant than myself because I, 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 I try to be, I love my ACB community and I do not want to subject them to my singing, (laughs) (laughs) but I will participate. And um, you'll see the communications that we're going to put out there, but basically the same rules and same uh, parameters 
that apply to uh, Cindy's and Mika's uh, karaoke on Saturdays apply will apply to ours, family friendly. Um, we're not gonna uh, require that pre-recorded songs be submitted. If you wanna pre-record a song, absolutely. We will be happy. Um, our streamers will be happy. Whoever our streamer is will be happy to play, to share screen, screen share, I'm sorry. Uh, if you want to sing live, that's great. We will appreciate if you could send us the title of the song that you plan to sing for Spanish karaoke. And everything stays the same. Um, same email address, community at acb.org. That's where you submit either the title, an artist of your song, or the uh, recording of your song, if you choose to record. And, uh, of course, there will be the option of uh, live performances the day of just remember the same uh rule applies because of copyright um limitations we are not able to allow anyone sing with the original track or the original voice of the artist in the background mm -hmm. only karaoke tracks uh, but it'll be great fun and the good thing is that many people don't know spanish so even if you make mistakes like i will probably do probably people won't notice them <laughs> so join us next sunday at 8 p.m eastern uh and stay tuned to see all the info that's going to be put out on community and through the community list lucy any closing thoughts or announcements that you want to make oh i just wanted to say that this has been a blast i really enjoyed um co-facilitating um, this is my first time and I was a little nervous and I didn't have any reason to be. I've, I've had lots of fun. Uh, and thank you so much, uh, Gabe, for um, allowing me the opportunity to, to co-facilitate with you. And thank you, everybody, for participating. And I hope you all enjoyed just as much as I did and you learned um, some interesting new facts. So. Thank you. Yes. And thank you, thank Lucy you. Edmonds. And thanks thank you. to our streamer. You're welcome. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Did learn a lot. Thank you. Absolutely. And everybody have a wonderful evening.